We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails, and we are off the rails, off the rails, yeah, off the rails. Ooh, welcome! You're listening to Off the Rails, a podcast where the hosts have a limited vocabulary. And make no effort to improve that. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome, Pooh Williams! Hey, Douglas, good, uh, good, good talk to you. <laughs> wow, are you okay? Yeah, well, I'm a little out of sorts, Doug, because I can't find my headphones, and so I'm doing this, I'm just kind of talking into the phone, and it's, it's, it's weird, it's different. It is very weird. It is very different. I'm holding my phone like a microphone for the last uh, three podcasts now. Okay. Uh, you did say you were ready, though. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm ready. I just can't find my headphones. I don't know where they're at. All, All right. right. Well, what I've learned from doing the podcast this way is just make sure that you hold that phone like a microphone. Don't get confused and deviate and put the phone down or anything. I can't put the phone down? What are you talking about? I, I find that it's best that you actually hold it like a microphone up to your mouth. If you sit it down like on your desk and think you're just going to talk into it, it's going to sound weird and, and distant. Can I hold it like a phone? Oh, yeah, sure. You could do that, too. I feel like that would just be too much work. <laughs> okay. Because I, if I hold it, I'm going to hold it like a phone. Basically, we're having a phone call right now that's being recorded and sent out to the world. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about this evening, so let's get busy. First of That's all, good. That's good because uh, my list was small. Yes. Well, per the usual, you know, I don't expect much more than. Hey, listen, here's here's uh, first thing I want to ask: How's your ever your forever lasting cold? Is that are you improving on the cough and the much 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 better? Thank you for asking, Douglas. That's very nice of you. Uh, the snot situation is gone. I have no issues there. I do still have kind of a lingering cough, um, but it's not near as annoying. I think I can make it the full hour tonight without a cough. Uh, but every now and then Ooh. it does show back up. Wow, you really set yourself up right there. Yeah, it's a test. It's a test, but I feel confident. Well, good luck. I've got. I've got. Uh... I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with at least one cough. Okay. So the over under would be 0.5 coughs, Doug. You're taking the over. I'm taking the overs. Okay. I'm gonna take the under. All right. Very good. Here we go. Uh, my back is still aching. Thanks for asking. But no problem. Um, in good news, I have not used my. What? 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 <laughs> What'd you oh. say? We had a little echo or something, and I thought you were interrupting me to ask a question. No, no. You, uh, I think you said you are, you're still not using your walker, which is great news. Correct. I have not used it since last week. It's folded up. I don't even have it out and about. Uh, How do you fold a walker? Uh, well, you know a walker sits with the two arms and then the front, right? You got like a horseshoe, like a – well, you just take one arm side and fold it in, and the other side folds on top of it. I'll be. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. There's your, well, it just uh, looks like it just looks like a metal bunch of metal rods put together. I just didn't think that uh, there would be a folding mechanism involved in the walker. Maybe I did. I don't know. I haven't. I can't recall the last time I saw a walker, Doug. So just 
ignore that. I, I'm sure it makes perfect sense for storage use to have a walker being able to be folded. So, prior, so you would have thought that you just you just had a square walker. You just you just it took up a lot of space and yeah. Yeah. Nope. I, yeah. Technology has improved in such a way that you can fold it and now is this technology is is a walker considered technology? I mean I would is it well I think so. What is tech what's what's technological about a walker? Oh shit. Is there well, what, is there buttons on there you can hit? Yeah, I gotta push I gotta push the little button lever, the button to fold a leg. There's do lever. you uh oh. do you have tennis balls at the end of your walker? No, I've got slides. Okay. Like technology slides is something. Well, what is technology? Does technology have to be like phones and TVs and computers? Think, and... Yeah, that's that's exactly what technology is. Didn't technology techie like there has to be computers involved and chips? Do we not know what technology is? Is that what we're coming down to right now? Well, I thought I knew what technology was until you said, "Is that technology?" <laughs> I feel damn like, it. God damn it. I'm going to Google is a walker technology. Five minutes into it, and I've already proved that we have a limited vocabulary. <laughs> My printer is now printing something. God damn it. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Hold on. Check. It's. <laughs> Hold on. I got it right here. I'm bringing it up. <clears throat> Is a walker a form? Like the word technology and look at like the definition of technology. Of technology. What? What'd you say? Why wouldn't you just look like at the definition of technology? Okay. Um, I should. What is the definition? There's a good picture of a walker right here. You see, it's a bunch of metal pieces put together, just like you said it was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, technology definition. Here we go. Uh, technology is the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes, especially purposes, especially in industry. Uh, machinery and equipment developed from the application of scientific knowledge. There you go. The branch of knowledge dealing with engineering or applied sciences. Sciences. Do you think a walker falls under any of those definitions? Yeah, I think so. I'm going. I'm okay. going with it. You know what? We got off away. We got away from your back. Let's go. Let's get back to your back, Douglas. Let us give us an update. I just. Well, I've, I'm done. I've already. I've oh, already said it. that it's still aching, but I haven't been using a walker since last the week. End. That was it. Yeah. That was the update. Huh, Doug. Today's the final day of August. Happy uh, September first day tomorrow, and happy end of August day today to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Anything All exciting right. for the first day of uh, September that you have lined up? Uh, chiropractor appointment. Okay. Um, and then after that, I'm going to go um, run a couple errands. Then I'm going to go to the uh, my bar of choice, the pub. This okay. is not a paid advertisement. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to actually meet an old friend of ours. For the first time, we've been saying let's get together for like nine years now, I believe. Because okay. I keep getting updates on Facebook mm-hmm. where we had written each other and like, hey, we should get together. And like, absolutely. It's like, what happened nine years ago today? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Courtney Sailors. Miss Courtney Sailors. Yeah. 
Big time. We'll say hello to Miss Courtney Sailors. Will you do. really haven't seen her in like nine years? Has it really been that long? Or is yeah, it no, I'm sure. Exaggeration. No, it's not an exaggeration at all. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I look forward to that update. And, and I also, I would, I wanted to, but you got the COVID and then my back. I wanted to get a. Uh, uh, would this be, I think, a third reunion, an ITC influenced PCCW reunion? I've had two, I believe. Both of them at TAM. I feel like you've had more than two, but yeah, you've you've certainly had a, a couple. Because I feel like you, I've been to one, and I feel like you've had at least two others. But I like to one up a lot, so yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I wanted to have. I was going to get to another one together, um, but you know, COVID and other yeah, things. Gotta get this COVID thing taken care of. Absolutely, I drove by the uh, COVID testing facility today when I was out running around and. As there's like eight cars in the line. It just sad, sad, sad. Ours definitely increased. COVID is not on my list of stuff to talk about tonight. No, we don't need to talk about it. We can move on. Uh, I am a little disappointed that you failed to give me the warranty for the bed and that surprisingly out of the middle of nowhere, your wife bought a new mattress and all of it was pointless to be with. Yeah, it was that night that we recorded, Doug. Uh, we made up the plans on what we were going to do with the warranty Apparently, the wife had trouble sleeping that night, um, and she didn't let me know this until well into the next day, like as an afterthought. Uh, I was I started talking to her about how I needed the warranty stuff to give to you, so Doug could call, and she was like, I, I bought a new mattress. And I thought she was joking, uh, but turns out at like 3.30 a.m. Um, after a sleepless night, she just got online, did some research, and bought a mattress, and... Uh, yeah, the the old mattress was thrown away in the trash. Day. The trash people came and got it, picked it up. It's now gone. So the warranty no longer matters because it's not in our possession anymore. Not yeah. not a great purchase, Doug. Uh, it lasted three years. Do you think that she scooped up that warranty like the next day and just trashed it in disgust? That's my thought. Yes, because I had it on a table in the office. It was out and about. Um, the night that we were talking about it and then the next day it was it was gone it was it was nowhere to be found and i haven't seen it since i I think she wanted to get rid of all things to remind her of that bed it's all it's all gone so how did you feel about the um the purchase without sharing that information with you i feel like a new bed should be a group decision a family a husband and wife decision where you both research maybe she comes to you and says hey i've done some research on the beds this is what i think what do you think but no 3 30 in the morning she just bought a new bed you found out 24 hours later yeah i was stunned i was really really surprised but i'm okay with it uh it just shows how disgusted she was with that mattress and how impatient she finally she finally got with me on the fact that i just was not calling the bed warranty based on the fact that i didn't think the bed warranty would help me out at all um and so she she, i think she had came to the decision that i'm just gonna write it out for the next 10 years and and just continue (laughs) to complain for it and she's just not she was not willing uh, any longer to continue riding that wave of how awful the mattress and the poor decision that we made was. So kudos to her. I'm really proud of her to make such a decision by herself. It was a big investment, uh, a large price that I'm just, I, I, it took me a while to process that she spent 
uh, that amount of money on a mattress with, I mean, without communication, it's pretty strange, but, uh, I'm proud of her. It's, it's good for her. I'm, I'm happy for it. She enjoyed the first night. Uh, she, she thought it was awesome and great. So uh, it worked Ooh. out. Happy wife, Good. happy life, Douglas. Absolutely. Isn't it crazy how much a mattress costs that comes rolled up in a box? <laughs> I was not expecting, expecting it to be in a box at all. I thought, you know, two handymen uh, would be knocking on my door with the mattress in hand. Um, they would walk it into my house. They would ask me where they need it. I would show them where it needs to go. But no, uh, I, I saw the UPS man drive up to the vehicle. Five minutes later, he was nowhere to be found. I opened up the front door, and there was like a 75-pound box sitting uh, at my front step. I was, again, uh, pretty damn stunned uh, that this expensive mattress was just sitting in a box that needed to be unfolded and then needed 24 hours to somehow magically air itself up into a wonderful mattress. I, I, don't, get the, I don't get the mattress in a box at all. I don't understand that. I'm pretty sure pretty much all mattresses these days come in a flipping box i don't who how do you think someone came to that like who came to the meeting and said you know what we need to do with mattresses because they take up a lot of space we need to put them in a box and i mean i just don't understand i I don't get it I, i don't understand it at all it makes no sense to me well actually it makes a lot of sense it's 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 an easier way to Trans- to to transport the, the box the the mattress it's an easier shipping method so it makes a lot of sense why they do it but how do you think they came to that idea how did how who came up with the idea that, that you could just fold up a mattress in like six different ways and just send it in a box like i would have never thought of that of course that's why i'm not into the that business but i would i would have never thought of figuring out a way to fold up a mattress in six different ways and how do they get it to compress the way they do like hold on uh, first of all it's not six different ways isn't it just rolled up like a fruit roll up and put in a shrink pack shrink wrappage like it's shrink wrapped there's a there's obviously i mean you've seen the small shrink wrap machines right the ones you sit on your counter you put your fruits or whatever you put something in the bag and then you put it in the lid and it sucks all the air out of it and just shrink wraps it what was the noise that you just That was the made? sound of the machine. Oh, okay, no, I had no idea there was a shrink wrap machine. No, I didn't know that. Is that right? I don't think we don't have we don't have a shrink wrap machine. Well, I don't either. Okay. I don't either. I always wanted one just so I could put things in a bag and watch how shrink wrapped it gets. And what noise does it make? Okay, so yeah, you are correct that that is the way it was packaged in the box. Yeah, uh, it was like it a open. giant fruit roll up. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you how it was done. It's technology. <laughs> I think that may play into technology there. I think. Yeah, I some sci- some scientists got their heads together and, and did technology, and boom. Mattress in a box. So how long would you say the mattress in a box has been around? Oh, uh, five plus years. Five plus years. Okay. I was going to say, I just found out about it probably within the last year. And again, I had no idea that the one coming to our house was in a box. So this is my first mattress in a box 
experience. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And it has a lifetime forever warranty, I believe is how it's stated. So, um, you know, maybe you'll have an opportunity. Yeah. Maybe you'll have an opportunity to call them sometime. I looked at, I looked it up. I looked up your mattress and, uh, because I was like, I wonder what they got. And I think you told you, obviously, you told me the brand. And uh, yeah, I looked it up and um, I saw lifetime warranty and I chuckled. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh-huh. Uh, so I really wish I would have been able to call the other company so I I'd have a, a mind, yeah. an idea of what a 10 year warranty entailed. And then we'd know what a lifetime warranty entails. But nonetheless, congratulations on the new mattress. <laughs> I'm a little upset, but. It's okay. I've got other stuff to talk about this week. Okay. Speaking of other stuff to talk about, um, did you did you see you saw? Yeah, you sent me a news article about my hometown Luling, Texas being yeah. this week. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. I went to the I went to the, the bar on Monday for about an hour and I showed my my bar companion Adam and he uh he said that he'd already seen it, that the bartender actually showed him hmm. a video of it. So, yeah, my hometown, Luling, Texas, about 45 minutes south of Austin, about 55 minutes east of San Antonio, oh. and about three hours west of Houston. That's crazy. Population of around 5,000 people. How, how far from Dallas? Five hours south of Dallas. Okay. South Padre. South Padre? Five yeah. hours from South Padre. El Paso. Three- El, ooh, El Paso, nine hours. Oh, wow. Lubbock? Lubbock? I've never been to Lubbock, but I bet it's probably six, seven hours, six hours. What about Nacogdoches? Nacogdoches, home of the fighting lump. No. Uh, oh. Stephen F. Austin University, Nacogdoches, Texas, home of the fighting lumberjacks, where the men are men and the women are too. <laughs> I had a I had a boss at an old job, a supervisor, and he he was he was proud that he went to Stephen F. Austin University, and he would always say, uh, "Nacogdoches, Texas, where the men are home of the fighting lumberjacks, where the men are men and the women are too." I thought that was the funniest shit. I was probably nineteen when I heard that, and that's one of the few things that I've heard over life, and I've been able to maintain that because I think it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's a long time to hold on to that quote. So good job to that. Yeah. Things Go ahead with your luling. I apologize. Go ahead. So you've seen the wind turbine blades, the big power wind turbine thingies mm-hmm. that, are, mm-hmm. that are doing the electricity. Well, they go through town, and we've got a a, a railroad that goes through town. Um, it splits the, the town in half, and um, it's a main thoroughfare on one eighty three. Interstate, yeah, one eighty three goes from uh, Austin to Luling and goes further south all the way down to the coast. Um, but I-10, Interstate 10, that goes from San Antonio to Houston all the way to Florida and probably California on I-10. Hell, I don't know where it goes. I know it goes to Florida. <laughs> um, so the wind turbines come through town, the blades, and one of these big old trucks with that long-ass blade was going over the railroad tracks, um, and it was going at a weird angle and when it was about halfway through the tracks, the 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 rail came down. The protection, the, the ding 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 ding, uh-huh. the arm came down. Jesus <laughs> 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 
It's ridiculous. I thought it was gonna be more of a joke, the introduction, but I said a limited vocabulary. You know? <laughs> We're 19 minutes into this thing, and we've already proven that to be so true. Uh, I had to go, you know, the ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I didn't even try to say words. I just I started making sounds. Yep. Oh, so the arms come and starts coming down. Um, <laughs> they realize, oh, shit, we got to get this moving. And it's great because there's video of it from two different angles. There's one from head on. <laughs> And one of the other Damn. truck drivers was sitting. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep, you owe me five bucks. Um, so the yeah, so there's a one of the dudes in the truck is is facing them and he's got the camera rolling. And then there was somebody at a gas station over to the left that had a camera rolling. And sure as shit, they, they realize the train's coming, the arm's going down. So they try to get on the good foot and get over the track. And what two thirds through the way, and boom, train ran into the back of that blade. Took out. Uh, there's a fruit stand, a nice real, a nice uh, farmers market fruit stand right there by the tracks. Took out the stand. Took out two cars. Took out another building that was right there. Um, did a lot of damage. Happened in the afternoon. It was pretty pretty interesting. It's on the internet. Luling, Texas. Google it. Train. It's blade, something along those. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> You'll be able to see the video. It's a, it's a crazy video. And you have to wonder what in the hell happened. Um, I started reading the comments. And, like, there's supposed to be communication for these uh, big trains or big trucks that are, are doing the wind turbines when it comes to railroad tracks. So there shouldn't even be a train anywhere near the vicinity of a turbine truck whenever they're crossing tracks. Uh, a lot of things appear to have gone wrong here, so I imagine some people are getting fired over this situation. Absolutely. My God, they're, they're going to have to... I, and who's responsible for this? Who's paying for this? Is it the wind time, the wind turbine company? Is it the railroad that's going to have to pay for all the damages? Um, and also, I saw comments as well from locals because I saw this on my Facebook group. I'm a, I'm part of a Luling, Texas Facebook group thing, and I saw it on there the day it happened. And it and comments were like, I don't know why they always take that route. They could go down, you know, to take the 1080 bridge over to the one two, go left, and just there's so many better routes they can go. So many accidents happen right here. I don't know why they do it. And somebody chimed in that they have to like. The company does the route before they even leave. Like, you need to take this route, and you can't deviate from it. And anyways, that was pretty interesting. Now, do we know, because the, the video I see from the guy who's in front, yep. uh, it appears that the truck is just stopped on the train track. And then the armies uh, that go ding, 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 they start coming down. But why was the truck just stopped in the first place? Well, I so from, to that. from I don't know for sure, but my guess is based on the video that we're talking about. And yes, there's there's not moving. You can see that they're they're turning at an angle that it looks like the blade isn't going to make it. The blade's going to hit some stuff. So it looks to me like they're trying to assess the situation. Do we back it up a little bit more? Do we just turn? Do we try to go wider left? You know, it looks like. In my opinion, they were trying to figure out because they weren't going to make the turn to begin with. And then the arms start coming down. And it's like, oh, fuck it. We just got to go. We don't have a choice. We got to go. 
uh, yeah, and the truck guy just there's not a the semi trucks with uh, giant fan blades on them don't move to they don't get up uh, they don't get up and go real quick. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like to me. Okay. So, have you ever uh, have you ever seen uh, one of those bad boys in person? The blades? Yeah, no, like when like somebody driving one of those things and, and kind of watched it. Oh, absolutely. I passed them on the interstate. On right here on I eighty, you see them all the time in, uh-huh. in Lincoln, in between Omaha, Lincoln, Kearney, going just going up and down I eighty. You yeah. see those things all the time. They're yeah. fucking huge. So they, they they go on the interstate. Oh, absolutely. You'll there'll be about three of them going in a train, going in a little little train of blades going to their location. Yeah. Now, don't you think uh, the trucker who who gets to drive one of those aren't they getting paid really good money? Don't you think? So they have to be like a and a really experienced and sensational truck driver, right? I mean, oh, you can't just put. You can't just put any trucker behind the wheel with a something of that kind of load, a wind turbine, right? I would. I I'm not an expert in all things trucking, but it would make sense to me that yes, yeah, somebody that is driving an oversized load like that has more experience, and they are they have the technical driving skills that are necessary to haul such a load. You're not going to put a first year CDL guy or gal behind the behind the rig to, to behind the steering wheel to pull one of those things. No, I would definitely think that you have to have a skilled specialized person to move those And anybody that's got a specialized skills being bilingual, speaking more than one language, being able to drive extra large loads, shit like that, a train, a crane operator. Those people get paid a lot more money to do the shit they do. So, yeah, I would say that that person's getting paid a lot of money to do that compared to other truck drivers. Um, the only thing that it would make sense for me is that they were just stopped because he wasn't going to make the turn. I thought about getting my CDL license when I was unemployed, Doug. I, I thought about for a little bit being a trucker. I thought that may be the next career choice of mine, but it, it didn't didn't come to pass. Dude, I thought the same thing. I thought about being a truck driver years ago. I looked up truck driving schools. Uh, yeah, I still think about it on occasion. Well, you should get into it. Maybe we should both get into it. My job sucks. Let's do it. Well, you wouldn't be home much. Yeah, that's an issue. I'd have to find a job that allows me to be home every weekend. So you would need to get a local truck driver like a grocery store. Yeah. CDL where you just out during the day driving your loads in your home every night yeah that'd be really good doug do you remember when i snapchatted like i don't know five years ago that million pound load that was going through fayetteville do you recall that at all absolutely i don't remember what it was but it was was ginormous yeah that was awesome what was that it was going like 18 miles an hour well let me find it on the interstate real quick on the interstate (laughs) (laughs) what i mean is the internet um Yes, it was creeping. It's just like whenever people, whenever yeah. they move houses, like they are buildings, they put them on those trailers and go just creep along to move those things. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a transformer. Southwestern Electric Power Company will transport a million pound transformer across Washington County to a substation southeast of Salem Springs. 
So it even has the mat, the route of what it went to. So I actually, in my coolness, I went and, and followed and found the route and I sat and waited for this million pound truck to come uh, along my way. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah. If you don't have anything to do, let me rephrase it. If you've got the time, you've got the ability to go see something like that, you got to go see it. I mean, how often are you going to see a million pound load on the road? How often are you going to see a million pound load on the road? That's what I'm saying. It was 300 foot long truck, Doug. 300 foot. I would definitely have gone to watch that. I've done dumber shit. So I and don't I don't have any examples, by the way. Well, I, I was going to look for some examples. It was it was a 56 mile. Uh, this says circuitous route uh, that took two days to complete. I'm sorry, what kind of route? Circuitous? Circuitous. Circuit? Circuit us. A circuitous route. A circuitous route. I think that means a circle route, I think. Uh, the uh, The convoy will travel at 10 to 15 miles per hour, according to Highway Department news release. The route will go east on US-412 to Arkansas 112, south on I-49, and eventually to US-62 West before heading north on Arkansas 59. The last leg of the trip will be east on Arkansas 244. You know, this is what happens. Circuitous. Circuitous. Circuitous? Is it C-I-R-C-U-I-T-U-S? O-U-S at the end. You almost got it there, Doug. Circuit is. Well, circuit is. Yeah. Well, see, let's break this down. Let's break down the word. Well, okay. what, you, what you have to do in a situation like this when you so come break across, it down, you got to break down the word. What is a circuit? Oh, a circuit. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, obviously, what a circuit when when referring to a route yeah. and using the word circuit. What you're saying is it's going to be a it's going to there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. It's not just a straight east west straight go route. It's going to be circuitous meaning there's going to be twists and turns and left turns and right turns and angles and it's not going to be an easy it's not a smooth it's circuitous. Hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yep. Yep, a, a roughly circular line, route, or movement that starts and finishes at the same place. What? Yeah. They just... It starts it, and finishes... It, it didn't go to the same place, though. <laughs> so that, that part's a little confusing. Oh, so uh, I'm, that sounds more like a, in a racetrack. Yeah, that was, like, that was the definition of a circuit, actually, not a circuitous. Oh. I looked up the wrong word, so that's that's my fault there. Let me let me get in. No, you know what? That's that's not. Let's move on. Let's you let's... sure. I mean, we, we got uh, longer than the most direct way. There you go, Douglas. That's the definition. Circuitous. I was. I basically that's that's what I said. I think that's what you said. Longer than the most direct way, indirect yeah. or roundabout. There you go. Um, other things that happened. <laughs> let's 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 move off of. Let's get out of the truck driving. And by the way, I think it's a great idea. I wish we could be become truck drivers. That'd be cool. Yeah, we should we should have done that back in the two thousand aughts. And truck drivers are in des. We are in desperate need of truck drivers right now. Very much needed. High demand. 
Well, you know who else is in high demand? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. I like how in the notes you put Logan Paul. Did you know that you did that? I don't know which Paul it is. I think we've had that discussion before. I don't really understand who is what. I guess I should be able to look at the story and see the first name with the story. I yeah. I can't get him correct. I can't do it. So Jake Paul's fight was this uh, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday. Um, I, had, I had the pleasure of watching it um, on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fantastic. I get to watch these stupid fights for free. I don't have to pay the money like the dodos that do pay money for this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was a. Uh, what, what do you think about these fights to begin with? Do you find that the Jake Paul, Logan <laughs> Paul, these these weird fights are entertaining? Um, I think the buildup is entertaining. I don't think the actual fights themselves are entertaining. Um, as someone who doesn't know the Paul brothers, uh, I don't understand the draw of it. But I, I, I really enjoy following along on Twitter uh, the nights of the fights because I, I, they do a really masterful job of making it social media relevant. So I, I do enjoy that part of it. And that, and that part is entertaining, yes. Did you see how much the uh, both of these fighters made? No, I imagine it was in the millions, though. They both made $2 million for the fight. I saw that Jake Paul took less purse to give other people on the card more money well i mean that i could see that being a thing but i read an article today that said both fighters made two million dollars i don't know if that what that was in reference to i don't know if that was from just the purse or if that was for for maybe he took less of the pay-per-view revenue no it it was on showtime showtime's getting the revenue for the pay-per-view I don't know. It said that they both get. Um... Well, it was on pay per view, though. It was on Showtime pay per view. Right. So, wouldn't Showtime? Who knows? I don't know how these contracts work. I know that they both got paid $2 million. Um, the fight went all eight rounds. Um, it was. I, I enjoy these fights. And I think Jake Paul made an excellent uh, point when he was doing his uh, post fight interview. Um, he was talking about how. He's bringing a, a different crowd to boxing. He's he's shining more of a light on boxing than than the people aren't familiar with sure. the YouTube kids. I mean, he sold out an arena to for this boxing event, and the crowd, the type of people. And the cool thing about it was the crowd was there for the first fight to the last fight. Where if you go to see two heavyweights or two premier boxers of this day, Manny Pacquiao versus so-and-so or whatever the case may be. I mean, you and I went to a fight in Las Vegas with mom and Michael. Uh-huh. And the first fight is doesn't have as many people, obviously, as the main event. Yeah, there was like 500 people at the first fight. We, we were there for the whole thing. Which you should be, in my opinion. You're going to buy the so. ticket. You need to get there from the time it starts to the time it ends. Sure. Um, and so th- this was in Cleveland, is that correct? Or was Jake yes, Paul just this was in Cleveland gear? This was in Cleveland, correct, okay. where the uh Cavaliers play, whatever that name of that arena is, Quick and Loans Arena. Yep, that's where it was. Sold it out, and the crowd was there from jump. And it's a younger YouTube kind of crowd that normally wouldn't be at a boxing event, sure. Um, so I thought that that was an interesting point that he brought to the table. Um, I I like it. I think that it's uh, the hype. I like the hype of it. Like you kind of said, I like the pre-fight stuff. 
Um, I like the shit talking. Uh, I like to see the buildup and then hope that the fight itself uh, matches the buildup. This one was okay. I thought it was better than his other fights. Um, certainly the Ben Askren, the ones that, you know, he's knocking people out in the first, second, third round. The guy's got a mean right, a right hand. And he, he can box. And a lot of people were saying that it was fake. A lot of people on the Twitters and the internet, I'm sure you've seen that, were saying that it's fixed. Um, there was a point in time when Tyrone Woodley landed a pretty good uh, right to Jake's head, knocked him into the second rope. So he went underneath the top rope, fell into the second rope, yeah. um, but recovered quite nicely. Uh, and you think that would be a time, obviously, when if you're familiar with watching a boxing match, whenever the fighter knocks the other guy, you know, uh, off of off kilter, he goes into the. It looks like he's going to knock him out. You pounce, you pounce, you go crazy, mm-hmm. you get on him, and you let your hands loose, and you throw, and you try to finish him. He didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. He walked him down and twisted his arm in there like he was Muhammad Ali, like he was winding up to knock him out, but he didn't do anything. He right. didn't throw any more punches and. Due to that, the crowd is the, the internet's uh, all up in arms saying that it's fixed. It wasn't real. Um, so I thought that that was interesting. Uh, I did like the fight. Um, wow, I thought I had more involved in the fight. but well, So it has more of an exhibition feel to it. I, I know he gets a record for it. He's, I, he's 4-0 now. But I, I've always felt that the Paul brother fights are more of an exhibition type feel to it and so for tyron woodley that's his name is that correct woodley yes woodley's not really of a boxer killer instinct in this regard i and i i do i I do recall that part from the fight and it should have been over at that point because paul was obviously rattled and shook um and uh he should have been able to go in for the kill but Maybe he's kind of instructed not to do that. I don't know if I always believe that it's fixed or fake, uh, because I don't really know why they would need to fix or fake this. Um, right. But it, unless there's some extra incentive and bonus uh, to Tyron Woodley uh, to keep the fight going and not to knock Paul out, but why would Woodley agree to something like that? Um, you know, well, you certainly it wouldn't make sense with all the shit that's being talked against them. Yeah, you know when when uh, Jake Paul's just you know talking shit to him, saying I'm going to knock you out, and and just being vicious with the verbal attacks, uh, you would think that yeah, I, he wants to get in there and just pulverize the guy and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but also because Tyrone Woodley's not a boxer, mm-hmm. he's an MMA fighter. Um, where sure they box, but most of it's on the ground. Um, so boxing isn't his forte. So I understood the first couple rounds where he wasn't throwing much. He's trying to get, you know, get a feel for Jake, see what he's going to do, see how he fights, um, get comfortable in the ring. But for eight rounds of him not to really let his hands loose uh, was a little ridiculous. But yeah, I, I would like to see a rematch. Uh, yeah, which so I was going to ask about this. So they after the fight, Woodley immediately <laughs> said, let's do a rematch. I, don't, I mean, do and you you agree with it. Nobody's clamoring to see a rematch of Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Sure. I, I feel like it would probably sell out again. You don't think that Jake Paul just can't find more money with a more well-known person than Tyron Woodley? Well, that's the problem because, like you said, he's not a air quote boxer. Uh, 
it's not I, I don't it's hard to find an opponent but so the other opponent that they're talking about is Tyson Fury which is the heavyweight champ I don't know his first name what if something Fury's little brother um who's been who I think is a professional boxer has been boxing always boxes overseas um he flew him in to fight on the undercard he won and and Fury called him out and said let's box um I don't know I would like to see a rematch because I don't think that they're fixed. I think that it is real. And I think that Woodley knows what he's capable of now that he's been in the ring that one time. Uh-huh. Um, he knows what he needed to do. I mean, he said it even himself in the press, con- the post-fight press conference that he needed to let his hands loose, that he didn't, he didn't throw that he, you know, he missed a lot of opportunities and knows what he should do better. Um, so I think that, I don't know, it could be interesting, but I would rather see, uh, somebody bigger i would like to see him fight an actual fucking boxer not these mma guys yeah why, why does he need to just go to the top 10 of his weight class and start with number 10 and go from there because that in boxing doesn't it wouldn't work that way really and you know it so boxers they their first 10 fights are with no named people uh i mean you canelo he used a good example of uh canelo um, which is one of the highest earning fighters that there is. Uh-huh. Um, Canelo's like tenth fight was with the guy that was O and O, and you know nobody can name the first ten fights of these these current you know these guys that are in boxing that at the top of their their game. You, nobody knows who they fought their first ten fights. Um, nobody even saw those fights. They were undercard fights. If he was to get into actual boxing and get into a weight class. Um, where he's got to fight within that weight. You know, he's fighting right now just anybody that will get in the ring. No, there's no matching weight classes. Um, he would have to start at the beginning just like everybody else. He would have hmm. to do no-name fighters, um, which I think would still be entertaining because he's got enough name for himself that he's going to draw a crowd uh, because it's not two no-name fighters trying to get to the top. It's a guy that's already made millions of dollars in a sport that he's not a professional in you think that it would draw a crowd. Uh, I think it would be cool if he did actually get into boxing, boxing and fight actual boxers, but it's entertaining. Nonetheless, I do enjoy watching that stuff. Now, is this the same entity uh, where it came to the old fight? Like when Mike Tyson fought that one time, are these the same type of promotions or is this a completely different uh, promotion? Wasn't one of the Paul brothers on that Mike Tyson, um, what, who was it? Roy Jones Jr. Uh, brawl fight? Uh, yeah, I think it was this guy. I think it was uh, Jake Paul. I'm not so sure. What, what happened to the old boxer fights things that were going on? Wasn't that going to be a thing? Is that dead? Well, that's being done by a specific company called Triller. And okay. I think Triller was going to start trying to put together these old guys. I think there was there was a little bit of talk of uh, Evander Holyfield and, and Mike Tyson fighting again. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they're, what is going on with that, but yeah, the company named Triller was doing that. Okay. And this is not Triller. What the Paul brothers are doing now has nothing to do with Triller. I think the last one was on Triller, um, but this one was done by Showtime and Showtime nice. boxing is legit. Yeah. It's the big it's, you know, it's a, yeah, it's big time. It's yeah. something, that was something else to have actual Showtime boxing put this together. So this was Jake Paul. Yes, this was Jake Paul. Logan Paul fought. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
Mayweather. Yes. And that was, talk about the size difference. My God. Logan Paul is just is just three times as large as Mayweather. So who's Logan Paul's next fight? Uh, I don't know that he has another one scheduled. No. Okay. Well, yeah. I thought it was making stupid bank for this. It's amazing what people can do to make millions of dollars. And I'm over here like, uh, got nothing. No, it's incredible. You want to talk about stupid bank making uh, massive amounts of money. Kanye West's new album dropped this weekend on Sunday. Yeah, finally. finally. I've already listened to it twice. Twice, big time. Um, I'm still listening to it. I'm trying to give it a chance. It's growing on me. At first, I thought it was ridiculous. It's I don't I didn't like it. Um, but now I've found like four tracks that I do actually like from the album. Um, but let me let me backtrack. I digress. Speaking of making ridiculous money, Kanye made seven million dollars off of this album before it was ever released Correct. from the listening parties in Atlanta. That's just the two listening parties in Atlanta from merchandise and ticket sales. He made seven million dollars from the two shows in Atlanta. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't aware that people were paying to get into that. I wasn't either until I read this article. I I just assumed that was free. Yeah. They were paying anywhere from twenty five dollars to one hundred dollars for a ticket to get in. I had no idea that Kanye could draw forty five thousand people. Uh not not even for a concert. I didn't know Kanye could draw that much for a concert. Nonetheless, just coming in and watching, listening to a big stereo sound system and him not doing anything at all. That's absolutely, that's unreal. Well, he puts on a little bit of a show. He does have... He just stands there or sits around or like... Well, he... He did do something different for Soldier Field. For Soldier Field, yes, they did. they, They went big on that one, but the I think the ones in Hotlanta, he still had the, he has like some choreographed dancing, all the people wearing all of his drab Kanye clothing um, that makes him billions of dollars, millions of dollars. Um, he, he does have some sort of a little show um, and he does dance around and run around and do his Kanye thing. Um, but yeah, they're basically just listening to a concert on Spotify through the, the arena speakers. Um, but yeah, seven million dollars, and so you got to figure if you made seven million dollars for those two shows, so that's so what you do is you take seven million, divide that by two. So you, don't, you don't, you don't divide it. You don't divide it. Well, I'm trying to figure out how much you made per per show. Oh, I, I thought it was seven million each show. So no, seven seven million total. Correct for the first two. That the article okay. was didn't include Chicago. Yet. So that's three and a half million. So yeah, he probably brought in another three and a half, three million for the Chicago show. Mm-hmm. So you know he could have made upwards to ten plus million dollars before the album even dropped. That's crazy, which is absolutely insanity. Um, I think that it's. I, I wonder what he was trying to. I wonder what his mindset is to invite the baby and Marilyn Manson. To, I think that's the great question. I mean, two people who. Um are real negative in the news right now for very real reasons. Um, I have no idea why Kanye West would feel the need except to just troll America. Uh, that's the only real guess. Uh, baby has a homosexual 
a homo- homophobic ranting out there. Marilyn Manson has about a dozen women uh, accusing him of sexual abuse. Um, and he's like, let me get both of them on the same song. I, it makes no sense to me. It's ridiculous. I can't find Marilyn Manson uh, on the track. I believe that the, the, the baby Marilyn Manson song is called Jail Part 2. I believe that's which, correct. Which he complained that was off, uh, was not included on the original release that was done without his permission by his record label. Um, allegedly, they dropped the album without his permission. They left off the Jail Part 2 track, um, which I think is odd. His last few releases, he's got Part 2s. So it's the, you got just Jail at the top of the 27 track listings. And then you go down, and the last three or four songs are named out Jail Part 2, OK, OK Part 2, Junior Part 2. <laughs> something that's like, it's the exact, what do you, uh, I don't know what's up, why it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I listened to it, and the baby's obviously on there, but I, I don't hear Marilyn Manson anywhere. Well, I don't, so I don't think Marilyn Manson's on the track. I think Marilyn oh. Manson played a part in writing the lyrics, I think. Oh, okay. It's it's Kanye featuring the baby. So, have you seen any other news about how he's how he's pissed off? Uh, let's see, he's pissed off um, Chris Brown, uh, Chris Soldier Brown. Boy. Yeah. yeah, these are obviously things that you covered or are going to cover on uh, no no, ju- no judgments here, a podcast all about music. Yeah, I don't think we're going to cover this on no judgments here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Mike hearing me say that I think I'm starting to like the thing. Might he might quit being the host of DOA if I yeah if I say I like it too much. Yeah, we're gonna have to keep that away. Um, yeah, it's uh, and, and we got Drake's new album coming out this Friday, so we'll see if this Drake Kanye feud is for real. If it was just trying to get them to sell as many records as possible in the first couple of weeks of them being released. Well, Kanye set the bar really high as he got the number two spot for the most streams in a 24-hour period on Spotify at almost 100 million streams. That's crazy. 100 million streams in a 20, almost 100 million streams in a 24-hour period for that album. That's uh, that's surprising to hear because I, I really didn't think Kanye had that in him anymore. Um, he's had a tumultuous last decade. Um, and that includes poor albums on top of everything else that's going on with his life. So I'm uh, apparently everything that he's been doing um, has worked out perfectly. So kudos to him, I guess, uh, yeah, for all, being able to all, figure out how to promote this. All press is good press. He promoted the shit out of it. Living in the Atlanta stadium, not releasing when he's supposed to, doing these weird shows. It worked. Almost 100 million streams. Uh, the number one artist for the most streams in a 24-hour period is? Ooh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to go with Ed Sheeran or BTS or Taylor Swift or no, no, Billie no. Eilish. Am I close? No. 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 Now, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the most streams. Like you, the, All of those people You're definitely 24-hour period. Only in a 24-hour period. I'm pretty sure Ed Sheeran holds the most streams period. Okay. Um, for a singular singular album on Spotify, no personal ones up there. So no, just in a twenty four hour period. What about Gangnam Style? What about that? Ooh, that's a good guess. No, still no. It is Adele in there? How about Adele? It is a rapper. It is a rapper. Okay, so um, is it 
a dead rapper? No. Okay. It, it, Drake. Is it yep. Drake? It is Drake. Okay, there we go. Drake's 2018 LP Scorpion holds the most holds the number one spot for the most album listens in a 24-hour period. Man, rap is doing it. Rap is the genre of music in this past decade. It's it's crazy good for them. Rap has just overtaken everything. It's wonderful. I've got two more topics to discuss before we do some DOA. We're 51 minutes into this. Um, these two things are absolutely hilarious. Um, the, I guess I really want to get this one more than the other one. Um, <laughs> did you know that the CDC um, has a new language guide proposing replacing certain words? They're, they're woke. The CDC is now woke mm. um, and is, has a new language guide out there proposed replacing dehumanizing words like inmate, poor, and elderly. Okay. You ready for this? Go ahead. This is directly from the CDC. Okay. Language and communication products should reflect and speak to the needs of people in the audience as a focus. The following provides some preferred terms for select population groups. The terms to try to use represent an ongoing shift toward non-stigmatizing language. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying inmate, prisoner, convict, or ex-convict, offender, criminal, parolee, or detainee, they think you should try using people or persons who are incarcerated or detained. Well, that's a long one. That's pretty long. Partner, child of an incarcerated person. Hmm. Persons in pre-trial or with charge. Okay. People who were formerly incarcerated. Persons on parole or probation. Non-U.S. citizens or immigrants in immigration detention (laughs) facilities or people in immigration detention facilities. I think that's, 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 come on. What is wrong with saying inmate, prisoner, convict, offender, criminal, parolee, detainee? Yeah. Well, uh, the CDC just told you in their explanation. They said it's a negative connotation. Is it though? Those. those, What What do you think of when you hear the word inmate or prisoner? I think it's a person that's currently in jail. They've (laughs) done a crime, and Mm -hmm. they're currently in some sort of facility, whether it's a federal, uh, county, state. They are locked up in a secure facility for a crime that they've done. That's what an inmate is. Or we're found guilty, yeah. Because obviously everybody in there is innocent. Correct. Yeah. But there are people that are, that are. I guess, no, the, a detainee would be somebody that is waiting for a trial. Maybe. But no. And if inmate, it's, I don't, do you think inmates hear the word, hear the, do you think inmates think that that's a negative connotation? Uh, if I were an inmate, I wouldn't want people to call me an inmate, no. But I, I also don't want to be a prisoner in jail at any point in my life. So um, I don't want any of that. Um, so, But if I become in jail, if I happen to be in jail, I am indeed an inmate. I will not be fussing uh, for people to call me by something else. Are you sure you wouldn't rather have somebody go, oh, yeah, my buddy Will, he's a person who's incarcerated. 
I, I would hope that my friends would try to twist it as much as possible. Yes, that, that would be my hopes. Don't just say he's a prisoner. No, I'd call you an inmate. Or you, you'd probably well, you'd probably call me based off the crime I was feeling guilty of. Drug or substance abuse. Instead of this, drug users, mm-hmm. addict, addicts, addicts, drug abusers, alcoholics, abusers, mm-hmm. persons taking prescribed medication, assisted treatment, persons who relapsed. Or smokers. You should try this. Persons who use drugs, people who inject drugs. Mm-hmm. Persons with substance uh, substance use disorder. Persons with alcohol use disorder. And not an alcoholic. I'm a person with alcohol use disorder. <laughs> I'm not a uh, drug addict. I'm a person who uses drugs <laughs> or I am a person who injects drugs. Mm. Um, persons taking prescribed medication assisted treatment. So we've got persons who use drugs, people who inject drugs. Person, try these persons who uh, with substance use disorder, persons with alcohol use disorder, persons in recovery from substance use alcohol disorder. Persons taking prescribed medications for opioid use disorder. Persons who returned to use or people who smoke. I'm not, I didn't relapse. I just returned to using. (laughs) Don't you call me a smoker. I'm a person who smokes. I don't, I don't think any of these changes are going to catch on. I don't either. I think the CDC should probably focus on other things than being woke and worrying about offending people with terminology such as inmate, prisoner, or smoker. Now, if I may say, I would love for the CDC to come up with another word outside of woke because that is one of my biggest pet peeve words there is. Well, I don't know that the CDC is using the word woke. I think the woke is obviously just in the uh, title of the Daily Mail. I get this from Daily Mail.com. What do you think a better term would be besides someone who is woke? Woke. Man, I am woke. Um, enlightened? Enlightened. That's a good one. Woke. He's just enlightened. I yeah, like I've it. been enlightened. There you go. I like it. There we what go. About, what about snowflake? Um, I got called a snowflake uh, at my last job, and I didn't know what the fuck it meant for the longest time. I had I got a new... I knew he was not happy with me. I knew that when he called me a snowflake, it wasn't a term of endearment. (laughs) (laughs) Just just from the tone and the fact that he called me a fucking snowflake, (laughs) I was like, huh. Well, I don't think that's good at all. I actually had to take a little break and ask me, hey, man, this guy just called me a fucking snowflake. What does that mean? I'm still honestly not even sure what it means. Um, But no, I don't think snowflake. I don't think there's ever a time when you should call somebody a snowflake. Just based on the way it was used towards me. I don't think it's a, a, I don't like the word. I don't know what it means. What's it mean? What is a snowflake? Uh, I mean, it basically means soft. Soft? Mm-hmm. That motherfucker was calling me soft? Yeah. Uh, but it was it was um, 
Snowflake was relevant before Woke was relevant. So I don't think I hear Snowflake very much. So I feel like Woke has kind of taken over what Snowflake was. So Snowflake to me is soft, but it's also just a very sensitive person who gets upset about a lot of things like kind of what the CDC is doing here. So I do think Woke kind of took over Snowflake, um, easily hurt or offended by statements or actions of others. That's what Snowflake means? Mm-hmm. I was just getting ready to look it up myself. Yeah. So we need a better term than Snowflake. Caring. What about caring? <laughs> what well, doesn't even make any sense that the dude called me a fucking Snowflake? I wasn't being hurt or upset by stuff that he was saying. Emotional. He just didn't think, he just didn't think I was giving him the assistance that he needed. Yeah. I was giving him, I was answering his questions. I was doing his job for him, mm-hmm. but he didn't like that I wasn't agreeing with him on something. Yeah. And, and so, so from there, he made the determination snowflake. that you were a snowflake. And that's why you weren't helping him the way he thought he would be getting helped. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. CDC. I think that's, uh, I think that's funny stuff. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Do you want to talk about one last thing? Oh, it's been an hour. Um, I briefly saw an article today on uh, Snapchat from the good people at Barstool Sports. Okay. I was on Barstool Sports today for like the first time in months. Did I see something on Snapchat too? Why was I on Barstool? I've never actually been to BarstoolSports.com. I only see their Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to like some Barstool, but I, I quit, oh. quit quit looking at it. Go ahead. Why well, I absolutely love El Presidente. David Portnoy. David is Portnoy. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. I think I love that dude. Um, there's a story of, allegedly of a uh, high school out of Ohio called Bishop Sycamore. Okay. This is this is why I was at Barstool. This is a great story. Unbelievable story. So tell me about it. Oh, you, you want me to tell you about it. So ESPN, in the weeks leading up to college football, they actually show high school football, and they tried to get some of the premier teams in the country to play against each other. So they got IMG Academy, which is out of Florida, um, which is like the number one ranked team in the country. I think I just said that. I apologize for repeating myself. They have all kinds of four- and five-star players on their squads. ESPN tries to get squads that have – four and five star players who are going to be playing division one football, uh, you know, no one before they get to college. And so they, they, they came up with the other team and apparently they were swindled this. What's their name again? Bishop Sycamore. It's Bishop allegedly Sycamore. out of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Out of Ohio. Uh, and so, but the, the game was a blowout. It was like 31 to nothing in the first quarter. It was 45, nothing in the second quarter. The announcers uh, started really ripping into Bishop Sycamore saying that, just admitting on air while the game was being played that they got duped, uh, that ESPN uh, were lied to, uh, being told that this Bishop Sycamore team was actually full of star players that it wasn't. And so now Twitter and the media, being what they do, have really started doing research on Bishop, Bishop Sycamore. It turns out, so this game was on Sunday. Bishop Sycamore had already played a game Friday night. So they played a game on Friday night, lost. And then two days later, started playing a game again. On top of that, they got players having to play on both sides of the ball. Uh, it, it's they're, they're starting to think that a lot of these players aren't even of high school age 
Um, the coach has since been fired uh, due to this. It's just been a wild, wacky, insane story. And, and, and now people are like, Bishop Sycamore isn't even named after somebody. There, there's no person out there named Bishop Sycamore. It's like this made-up football team who somehow swindled the people that put the games together and ESPN. And apparently just nobody did their due diligence uh, for this team to be on national TV and get completely embarrassed 58 to nothing. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. Bishop Sycamore, any school that has the name Bishop is usually affiliated with a Catholic, with Catholicism. Uh, It's a Catholic school. Um, And the, whatever the name is, Bishop Blank is named after somebody uh, in a Catholic church, a Bishop. Um, And so they've contacted the, the diocese, the Catholic diocese in in Columbus, Ohio, and there is no Bishop Sycamore. There is no, anything like that. So what I gathered from the, what I got on the Snapchat was that these are adults, that these are people that should, that have already graduated. They're not, they're not even in school any longer. Um, And yes, that they've, they, they duped. It was a bunch of shitty adults that duped them into thinking that they were a four or five star high school. I'm pissed. I didn't watch the game. I saw it. I I almost I started watching a different game that was on before that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was between and I like that the and these games are so big. They're usually high school sports. You only play in your state, Texas mm-hmm. teams versus Texas teams. The, t- class twenty seven three A versus people people in three A. Um, but these big games are California versus Florida, and like you said, Ohio versus Las Vegas. It's just big games and. Uh, this is just a bunch of made up shit. Bishop Sycamore went 0 and 6 last season. They were outscored 227 to 42. <laughs> uh, they're, I, I, it, when I was looking this article up on Barstool Sports, there's apparently been a lot of uh, stuff going on in the news since this happened. The first thing I read was surprise, wild story of a potentially fake Ohio high school lying about its football team in order to play a showcase game on ESPN. Um, 23 hours ago, this Bishop Sycamore story keeps getting weirder. Apparently have a player who is supposed to graduate in 2020 and has a fake recruiting profile. 12 hours ago, former Bishop Sycamore player talked about all the shit the program pulled, including allegedly having to rob stores in order to eat. Eight hours ago, Bishop Sycamore fired its head coach. Founder doubles down that the school is not a scam. Hmm. Those are all barstool, barstool sports. Bishop Sycamore. Barstool. I think that's that's awesome. I think that's a great fucking story. Yeah, I I think think it's good reading. People should look into it. I I saw a Twitter uh, follower, Twitter guy named Ben Koo. That's who I ran into it. But he may have been tweeting a Barstool story, but he did more investigation into it as well. And it's it's a fascinating story to see exactly how this program were able to swindle so many people. Well, you've never seen anything. I'm shutting my computer down, by the way, because we're going to play some DOA soon. So putting my laptop away, you put your computer away. Um, by the way, I don't think we're playing tonight. Yeah, we are. I've already talked to Mike. Did you? Okay. All right. Yeah. I, th- I thought we were doing it another time. Uh, no, I, we're, we're doing it. Um, okay. You see stories. I've seen stories in the past where 
a individual duped a high school, mm-hmm. you know, 24, 25, 26 year old dude says, yeah, I'm still in high school, fakes all this stuff and goes and plays, uh, uh, redoes his senior year to play high school football. Mm-hmm. But to find an entire team of this is absolutely outstanding. And it really drives me crazy that I didn't watch the game. Because when I saw IMG, I was like, oh, those guys are good. IMG, uh, that whole team is just studs. Uh, yeah. yeah, IMG is like one of those places you you recruit players to. So yeah. these, are, these are players from like basically around the country who've decided to pursue football basically as their career. Uh, so they go to this academy, and, that, and that's how they have all these four- and five-star studs on their squad. I think it's a fascinating story. I will be paying close attention. You should too. And since we are running out of time and I know that Mike's got school and whatnot, that's going to lead us to Death or Alive Ooh, Death or Alive Death or Alive Ooh, Death or Alive William? Yes, sir. It pisses me off because I forget some of the stuff I wanted to talk about whenever we bring these subjects up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about the fact that I, I still didn't go in depth. Hello, Mike Shokey. Hello, Doug Murray. Uh, I was just mentioning to Will that it frustrates me that when we get done talking about topics that I never even talked about <laughs> what I wanted to talk about about that subject. Um, <laughs> I mentioned that I didn't like the Kanye West album, that I was starting to like the Kanye West album, but I didn't explain that it's really actually 27 songs of all fucking organ music that sounds the same with the occasional changed up tune. Um, And I didn't get to mention anything about the Bishop Sycamore team, how it'd be funny that it's actually a bunch of fucking old out of shape fucking dudes that have come their way into fucking playing football and they're all going to get injured and going two ways. And it's a bunch of fucking convicts and inmates. Sounds like you missed some golden opportunities there. And Bishop Sycamore was set to play Duncanville this week, Douglas. Yes, and they were still on the schedule to travel to other fucking amazing high schools to get their ass. And yeah, Duncanville has canceled the game. Is that right? I assume they would have. Mike, ready when you are, sir. All right. Welcome to season two of the Oscar-winning, Grammy-winning, Tony-winning, Emmy-winning game show of the future, Dead or Alive. I am your host, Mike, and with me is our fearless consistent, Doug and Will. How are we doing tonight? Season two, let's go. I'm ready. Okay. Well, for all you folks that, uh, just a recap of season one, Doug got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Um, Will smoked him mm-hmm. like some cheap Mexican red hair. Yeah. Um, so we have reset the board. It is now zero to zero. Oh boy, gentlemen, are you ready for dead or alive? Redemption time for Douglas. Just gonna defend my crown here over here. Ooh. Over Ooh, I like it. I think two. we're gonna. I think we're gonna call season two dead or alive redemption. Ooh, I like right. it. Uh, quick disclaimer: Mexican red hair is shitty marijuana from back in the day. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> All right. So contestant one on Dead or Alive season two is a gentleman by the name of David Allen Ogden Steers. 
Are we familiar with David Allen Ogden Steers? Is his no. real name David Allen Coe? No. Is his real name David Allen Greer? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not sure. That's, that's okay, nope. so so he's been in a few things. He was in a Broadway, Broadway production of The Magic Show in 1974. Um, he was also in The Three Sisters and The Beggar's Opera. Um, let's see. I think the main thing that you gentlemen are going to know him as, he joined the cast of the CBS sitcom MASH in 1977 as Major Charles Emerson Winchester III. Ooh, I know who you're talking about. Okay. What's his name? Oh, he played uh, Winchester. No, I've never seen MASH, so I wouldn't know that. You've never watched MASH? I mean, I I may have watched like an episode or two in my life, but I I don't recall when that would have been. I don't even... I don't even have... What? (laughs) So I mean, it's also... a show from the '70s. I understand, I guess, but just so that I'm clear, um, Mike is—is he—he's the—he was the uppity. He was the sno- snooty. Yeah. He was the he was doctor. Gotcha. Okay. He he was often the uh, the butt of the jokes of Hawkeye and uh, Pierce. Huh. Pierce. Okay. Yep. Yep. There we go. Got it. Okay. All so right. is David Allen Ogden Steers dead or alive? Now, this is going to be a toss-up. Now, since this is the second season, I'm trying to determine who should go first. Let's go ahead and go to the judges. The judges says Mr. Murray should go first. All right. The defending champ doesn't get to go first? Nope. Okay. According to the judges. Okay. Um, I can't think of anything since MASH that he's been on. Um, I can tell you. You want to know a few things? (laughs) Yeah, so really helpful. Yeah, sure. He was in Star. He was in Star Trek: The Next Star Trek: The Next Generation, Murder She Wrote, Matlock, Touched by an Angel, Wings, Al Fraser. Um, he also voiced Martian Manhunter on Justice League of America. He was also in the Dead Zone with Anthony Michael Hall in 2006. Um, yeah, so he's been in a few things. Oh, that changes. <laughs> That changes everything. I'm going to go with nothing other than a 50-50 chance of getting it right. I am 2006. What year is it right now? 2021. So 2006. So 2006 minus 2021. So you take the... 15 15 years ago. 15 years ago, he was still acting... 1977. I put him in his 30s. 35 in 1977. So, Way too much going into this. To and the judges are saying that we need an answer. So that'd be 40. So that's another 40-some-odd years. I'm going, with, I'm going with alive. Final. Alive. Final answer. Mr. Hendricks. Uh, I'm going with dead. Final answer. Yes. So, David Allen Ogden Steers, who stood six foot four inches, um, was born in Peoria, Illinois in 1942, October 31st, Halloween baby. Passed away at March 3rd, 2018, at the age of 75 oh, from man. complications related to bladder cancer. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah. So, that's a shame. 
David uh, Allen Ogden Spears has passed away. Um, that means that William gets the point. Uh, Mr. Murray starting off on the uh, yeah. We've the seen this. We've seen this show before. And as much as I hate reruns, um, so yeah, Will's one. Moving on to candidate number two. Doug, number okay? two. Yeah, Shut right. Up. Shut up. <laughs> this one. Uh, you over the over one. Go ahead. Uh, William has been coughing quite a bit, and he said he wasn't going to cough yeah. one. Point five, and we are well over. Yeah, we're well over it. Okay. So yeah, it still exists. I just don't notice it as much anymore. Uh, Okay, Um, that's kind of concerning. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So candidate number two, moving on, is Angela Angelica Houston. Hmm. Now I do know Angelica Houston. She was in uh, the Adams Family. Uh huh. Yeah. She was in a movie with Cher, I think. Like some type uh, of witchy, witchy movie? A witchy the, movie? Well, she was in The Witches. <laughs> she was in The Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. John Wick Chapter 3. Um, Tinkerbell, Medium, Transparent, Smash. Um, she was also in A Love Story. She's been in a lot of shit. Yeah, she has. And uh, part of me feels like I've seen that she has passed away. But I'm going, for some reason, I feel like she's alive, and I'm just making that part up. So I'm going to say alive. Final answer. Yeah, final answer. Mr. Murray. <laughs> I'm already, I'm in a funk right now. I'm a little <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like in a I don't give a fuck anymore kind of mood already. <laughs> I'm being only down, only down one. I got to remind myself, I'm only down one. That's right. Oh, but I think she's alive still. I think she's still alive. My initial, as soon as you said Angelica Houston, boom, I said alive. I said alive, she's alive. Mm. Then Will had to make some stupid fucking comment about it. He thinks she could be dead. He thinks he remembers that she's dead. So then that really threw my fucking shit off. I was like, he's going to say dead. Now I'm going to say alive, and then I'm going to get my point. But then he said alive. Ah! <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think that she is alive, but uh-huh. <laughs> I'm letting Will's stupid comment of saying he thought that she maybe was dead and he remembers seeing something that's really weighing heavily on me right now. And mm-hmm. I don't want to go down two. So I feel like I got to make a move. But if I make the wrong move, I'm going to go down two anyway. So I might as well just fucking say alive. I think she's alive because I don't know. Final answer she's alive. What the fuck? <laughs> And this is episode one, folks. Mm. Um, Angelica (laughs) Houston, born July 8th, 1951, lives or was born in Santa Monica, California, is still alive. Yeah. Good, 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 good. good. I knew it all. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. So after all of that bitching and moaning and whining and complaining, um, Murray gets the point, and so does Will. Yeah, yeah. Still remains a difference of one. That All brings right. us to our last and final contestant okay. for episode one, season two of Dead or Alive. Reginald Urius Casey. Hmm. <laughs> no clue. 
All right. Well, he was best known for uh, well, he's best known for our I should say was is maybe I don't know. Um, he played Norman Wilson in The Wire, hmm. Martin Turns in Oz, the game show announcer in Square One Television. Hmm. Played Doctor Franklin Storm in the 2015 reboot of Fantastic Four. If you guys saw that shitty movie. Um, and he also played Freddie Hayes in the Netflix original House of Cards. Hmm. That's a lot of good. That's a lot of good shows that I watch. Uh, yeah. Oz and House of Cards, and uh, what was the first one you mentioned? Um, uh, the Wire. The Wire. And what was his character in The Wire? Uh, he played Norman Wilson. And who is Norman? Can you explain that a little bit further for me? Mm, no, <laughs> sure can't. You can't tell me which one he was. I need to. I need to see his face. I've never. I've never watched. Uh, I never oh, watched wow. The Wire. Oh, I've never seen The Wire. Show. Oh, you guys have watched The Wire. It's so good. I've never seen The Wire. I've only seen a couple of episodes of Oz. I've never seen Fantastic Four. I've never seen any of the shit that you've mentioned. I have no clue who this gentleman is. What about okay. House of Cards? Right. Have you seen that? Never seen House of Cards. Oh, House of oh, Cards was awesome. Um, he was an American Psycho. He played a homeless man. Um. He was in. Uh, let's see what else he was in. Let's see that Murray would have seen. And what's, his, what's his name? Uh, R- Reginald mm-hmm. Urius Kathy. Hmm. You know, I don't have any. He was, I, born, I, yeah, he was also in born on the Fourth of July. He was a speaker. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in What About Bob? Okay. The The Mask, Clear and Present Danger. What character did Airheads. he play? In what About Bob? Um, he played Howie Cottrell. Oh. He was obviously he was obviously doing bit parts back then, though. He was in Pootie Tang. What did he play in Mask? The Mask. He played Freeze. Oh, the Mask with Jim Carrey, not Mask with Cher. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Alive. Alive. Final answer. Uh, let me think real quick. The last one was alive. Angelica Houston was alive. The first one was deceased. Yeah, I'm gonna go with alive. Final answer. All right, Mr. Yeah, Murray. Answer. Uh, we'll make it short and sweet and simple for no other reason than to try to make a move, try to tie it up. I don't know who this person is. I'm gonna go with deceased. Final answer. Reginald Burius Cathy, born August 18th, 1958, passed away at the age uh, of 59. February 9th, 2018, in New York, New York. Dang it. Yeah. It feels so weird to celebrate death the way that I am right now. <laughs> I am pumping my left fist in the air like I'm a fucking Jersey Shore guy right now as we speak. I can picture it, and it's glorious. <sighs> Thank you. So there you go. Uh, at the end of episode one of season two, is tied at two to two. This is the closest that it's been in the history of the show. <laughs> that is correct. This is exciting. A, this is exciting. Yeah, I love this game. This game is the greatest. Mm. It is. Yeah. So I wanted to let you know. I was asked about what about what I looked for in a relationship. Apparently, a way out was not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Good stuff. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, that's... two to two. Take that. Stick it in your pipe. Smoke it. Yeah. Good Three job. Times. Good job. Came back strong. Thank you. Thank you. I'm impressed. 
Thank you. I really put a lot of thought in that last one. Could you spell his metal name for me? Can you pronounce uh, it and spell it one more time? Uraeus. Uraeus. U. I'm sorry. E U R I A S. All right. It's an interesting name. Yeah, it is. It is. If I have a son, maybe I can name him Uranius. No. Uranius? No, Uraeus. 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 Maybe I can name him Uraeus. Would it be in honor of this gentleman? It would be in honor of the name, not necessarily in honor of him. Just his cool name. Yeah, I bet that. I, I don't think that the wife would allow that. You know, I think I think I think Reginald's a strong name. Reginald's pretty good. But we would just call him Reggie though, or Reg. Yeah. yeah. That's what this guy went by was Reg. Yeah. Maybe Great. If I would have said that. That would have been the difference. I would have known <laughs> well, for sure then, hey, but it doesn't hey, matter. Hey, <laughs> asshole. Hmm. You got the you got the point. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been talking to you, William, because he damn sure was with me, asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wish I had something to add to this podcast. Um, say anything further, Mike? How have you been? How's school? Uh, very, very uh, busy this semester. So, okay. I've been on a I've been on a seven day bender of homework and um, trying to prepare for my trip down south this uh, weekend. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm in a good place to where I can feel good when I come back. You guys got Rocklahoma this weekend? Yes, we sir. Sure do. Yep. Your annual pilgrimage down south to Rocklahoma. Yes, sir. This is the, the last year of our Rocklahoma pilgrimage. Yeah, it's over with. As because the event is never going to happen again? Because the event sucks. <laughs> That's a little har- it's a little harsh. Uh, All right, there, you're there right. Are, there are better events to spend our money at than what Rocklahoma offers, especially for Mike, who lives pretty far away from Rocklahoma. It's more convenient for me, uh, but it's time for us to spread our wings and fly to a festival that provides us more bang for our buck. Where is Rocklahoma held? Uh, Prior, Oklahoma, where my mom is from. She graduated high school there. My grandparents and my cousins all live there. Prior, Oklahoma, about uh, uh, just about an hour's drive here from Fayetteville. Yeah, that's that's close to the border, right? That's I know, I've been prior. I know prior. It's it's pretty close. No, I, yeah, it's it's about yeah, it's about thirty to forty miles away from the border. Oh, wonderful! That's that's enjoy yourselves. Uh, uh, don't you normally have a shit ton of rain? Yes, but it, it's no longer Memorial Day weekend. So right now we're looking at a dry weekend ahead. Bonnaroo got canceled today due to the Hurricane Ida uh, remnants. Uh, it went. To the right, it went to the east coast instead of to the west. So Oklahoma is good to go. Uh, it's going to be hot this weekend, but I will take heat over the rain and the storms and tornado warnings any day of the week. Where's Bonnaroo held at? Uh, south of Nashville in Manchester, Tennessee. Oh, and that's where it's always at. <clears throat> yes, every year. That's that yeah. right. Yeah, they had a. They were sold out. They had eighty thousand people coming, and they canceled the. They they had to pull the plug today. They already had hundreds of people on site uh, because the campgrounds open on Tuesday, um, but they they decided that it was going to be too saturated and too much of a mess for eighty thousand people to come to. So they pulled the plug. Very Do they soon. reschedule an event like that? No, this this is canceled. It's it's over with. That sucks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. All right. So, so yeah, but, he, but the reason we're not going to Rocklahoma anymore is because.
guess it's communication. And again, it boils down to uh, the bands that play, um, you know, versus, you know, the bigger guys- festivals versus this crap. Getting tired of watching washed up rock stars? That's part of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. But Jelly Roll is going to be there this year. Jelly Roll is there this year. That is correct. Slipknot is headlining. Limp Biscuit canceled, and they did not replace Limp Biscuit, the headliner. They're just giving us two headliners, and then apparently nobody's headlining on Sunday. Who yep. are your two headliners? Slipknot and Jelly Roll? Slipknot no. and Rob Zombie on Friday night. Rob Zombie Friday, Slipknot on Saturday, nobody on Sunday. As of yet. I'm As still holding yet. out hope. I'm not holding out hope anymore. They didn't even make a mention of a possible replacement today in their post. <sighs> Are you guys examples. excited about Jelly Roll? Uh, I will uh, check him out. He's got some decent tunes. He has a horrible name, but uh, I'll check him out. I think he's got some tunes that will probably go over well at Rocklahoma. He does have uh, a tune that's out right now where he's sing-song, and, and I kind of enjoy it. He sings songs a little bit. He's got a decent voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Rocklahoma crowd's going to eat him up, but... Uh, Jelly Roll, I get it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm dumb. I'm not retarded. Don't say you don't say that word. I, I've been well. I'm just I'm slow adult. Oh, that's fucking hand. Oh, that's great. They're gonna eat him. Twenty minutes for Jim like that. Let's end on a high note, ladies and gentlemen. Jelly Roll, they're going to eat it up. Thanks for tuning in to Austin Rouse, where your hosts lack in vocabulary. It's wonderful. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us as always. Thank you. Have a good um, night. Hold on. What did I hear on No Judgments Here podcast? All about music, hosted by Mike and Will. That ICP was done. And they're yes. coming to Nebraska soon. Uh, I don't know about coming to Nebraska, but they are retiring. Violent J has heart failure, uh, so they're going on one final tour. Not until 2022, though. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. We're Doug and Will, and we are off the rail, off the rail.